The Love Community Chapel presents Times of Refreshing with God's Servant, Rev. George Aiku. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Stay tuned as you listen to God's word presented by Reverend George Aiku. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Grant us wisdom, understanding, nurturance, and boldness. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Amen. Please be seated. Other my steps in your word. Psalm 119, verse 133. Can we all say it offhand without looking to the Bible? Our, our memories, verse go. Uh huh. Don't speak in tongues this morning. This one is where time. We don't want tongues right now. We want the word. Psalm 119, verse 133. I, I think we should memorize it. So, everybody go. Nine, verse 133. Order my steps in your word and let not iniquity have dominion you are bent all and chewed all amen order my steps our year's theme is divine order for establishment and increase and god will establish you first of all before he will increase you if you increase what you are established you, you must light you can easily fall but god will first of all what establish you strengthen you and then later on increase you no tree can be increased and can bear fruit without being strengthened it grows downwards it grows upwards then it starts bearing fruit amen and we have used Acts 16 verse 4 already as our main test for this particular year's thing let's check that shortly Acts 16 verse 4 amen we just revise a little I don't want to forget this um, thing for the year Acts 16 verse 4 5 everybody go and as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, and the land decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders of Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened. King James says they were what? Established. Amen. Amen. In the faith and increased in number daily. So establishment in the faith before increase comes. Amen. So, if you want to be established in the faith, you must keep decrees. A decree is an order. You have no choice. You can't say, if I like, I will keep. You have to keep. And the apostles gave decrees. These decrees were in line with God's word. And when they kept the decrees, the order, they were strengthened in their faith. Your faith is very crucial. If Peter's faith was so crucial that Christ prayed for him, that his faith failed not, Faith failure is like heart failure. If your faith fails, you are gone. So Christ said, I pray that the devil wanted to sift you like wheat, but I pray for you that your faith will not fail. So if your faith fails, your heart is failed, and you fail in life. So your faith is very crucial. You must maintain your faith. It, it, will, it will happen when you keep the order of the word. You keep the word. Order mind stays by your where God orders our lives by his word in Jesus name walk in the center of the word 
and your life shall be ordered. I gave you some signs of an ugly life. I can go back by the CDs, by the CDs, and they are all there. Amen. You plan your routine, you consider your time factor, you plan your future, you take care of details, you are God centered, you are a worker with great diligence, and so on and so forth. Get the CDs and go through them. Amen. Now, every every month we will come out with a healing uh, balm that would help us to pursue our visions go through the whole year amen the book of revelation 22 verse 1 and verse 2 says this revelation 22 verse 1 and verse 2 i said it before i'll say it again and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of god of the lamb two in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was a tree of life underlying tree of life okay um which bore 12 fruits each tree yielding its fruit every every word every month amen and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Now, this is like a heaven kind of thing. But in heaven, there's no time and there's no space. There's no geographical barrier in heaven. And there's no space. There's no time in heaven. Okay? And so there's no time and there's no month in heaven. Heaven is eternity. So, if uh, the revelator saw months, okay, and the nations there are no nations in heaven okay there are people who have been washing their blood it means that this is not actually for people in heaven healing is not for those who are in heaven healing is for those who need healing those who are not perfect those in the earth are you hearing me so this one is for us the tree of life is so we have access to it we have eternal life amen now it bears fruit every month it means that every month there must be something that should be released in God's word that will help you to bear fruit, that will help you to be healed. That's why January is uh, considered a month which is what divine order to pursue, overtake, and recover all without fail. And this month is your month of total recovery. You will go to recover all. You will not fail this year. You won't fail this year. I said you will never fail this year. If you, try, if you want to fail, come and ask permission from me. Because I won't give you permission. You will never fail this year. You are going through this year, making it. You are pursuing your vision. You are overtaking and you are recovering all without fail. Say I won't fail this year. Amen. That thing is in the book of 1 Samuel 30 verse 8 first somewhere 30 verse 8 first somewhere 30 verse 8 <clears throat> the background story is that david went out with his people and when he came back ziklag where they were living had been burnt up by some enemies their wives taken captive and their assets taken captive and they were left and david and his men wept bitterly they wept they wept look at this look at this um verse 4 then David and the people who were with him lifted out their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Amen. Because their assets and their wives 
have been taken captive so they had to weep amen verse 6 now david was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people was grieved every man for his sons and his daughters but david strengthened himself in his in the lord is god so the first thing david did was not to keep on weeping you keep on weeping until you deal with yourself he strengthened himself in the word of the lord and more than a conqueror i can make it in life and breaking through in life greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world he strengthened himself in the lord that was the all verse 8 so david inquired of the lord saying shall i pursue this troop shall i overtake them and he answered him pursue for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all amen so david had to inquire from god he had to inquire from god what god was saying in my situation and god said now pursue and i said that david's ability to pursue and overtake and recover all was dependent or was based on the revelation that god said go a single word from god can change your story entirely we need a word from the lord we need to hear from god before we make some decisions in our lives god must speak into our lives peter told all night he, he caught nothing and lord came launched into the deep and he said oh lord i mean you can't underrate me i'm a fisherman I experienced fish I was killed. I've gone all night. I know where the fish can bite. I've been there. I've been every corner, every place. I caught nothing. I labored in vain. But by your word. So we need a word, a directive, and direction from God. If we can learn to listen to God and hear from God what He's saying, all our lives are changed. This year, you will not make a wrong decision. You will not make a wrong decision. You need to hear from God. Amen. Last we spent time talking about how God led the Israelites in the Old Testament. Look at that shortly again. The book of Isaiah 48. 48 of Isaiah, verse 17. Glory to his name. 17. Okay. That says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit. We teach you for you to make profit, to benefit you. Are you hearing me? That's, the, number one, the next one says, Who leads you by the way you should go? I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit. Who leads you by the way you should go? God is committed to teaching you and leading you. He wants to lead you. I am the Lord your God. You can rely on me. You can depend on me to teach you. And then lead you in the way. Now if you don't go God's way. You go and you go your own way. You answer to your own actions. Amen. Where should God lead us? Because there are so many ways. There's a way that seems right in the sight of men. But the end is death. That is why we need God to lead us. If you don't get the right way, 
you you regret and right now some of us may have taken some ways in the past and now we may have been reaping but we need god's mercy that's why we have what we have to work pursue overtake and recover the past the past mistakes we committed you can recover them by divine intervention are we here so god can lead you so you don't make wrong decisions you don't make a mistake in your life a single wrong direction you take can wreck your whole destiny right or wrong a, a single a, 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 one single mistake one single decision one single choice which is not the right choice can destroy your future for good so it's very important to make sure that you follow god so i'm the lawyer god who teaches you to profit and who leads you by the way you should go so you must hook up to god you must plug into god you must get connected to god so that god can lead you the way you should go then he says in verse 80 oh that you had heeded my commandments then your peace would have been like a river if you can hear god and follow god your peace shall come i say your peace shall come verse 21 and they did not test israel didn't test when he led them to the deserts he caused the waters to flow from the rock for them he also split the rock and the waters gush out if god leads you and you meet rocks they will split before you oh yeah i'm telling you god leads you in the wilderness he will provide there for you so all we need is for god to lead us our marriages the people we choose to marry businesses we choose to indulge in we need a direction from the lord say lord i need uh, to hear from you now how can god lead us how does god lead us now look for this one look for this one how does god lead us now look for this one last week i ended on this note i will start from the same note everybody go then jesus being filled with the holy spirit returned from the jordan and was what led by the spirit into where the wilderness now how was he just led how was he led how was he led okay when was he led when was he led when he was filled so you have to be filled so he can lead you don't think prayer is a waste of time and don't think setting the bible is a waste of time you are filled when you find time for god's word and study the word read the word and you can find time to pray it's not a waste of time to spend time praying and studying that is how you are filled are we here when you are filled holy ghost easily leads you you receive signals from him some of your antenna is broken see antenna if you have a radio you have to pull the antenna so that you don't hear shh, shh, shh. some of you you are hearing shh, shh, shh. you can hear oh like air you can hear come like go so you are confused because you are not filled when you are filled it makes you sharp smart in the spirit very sensitive you respond to any stimuli that only goes in pass into your spirit he was filled and he was led into the wilderness not into the city not Jerusalem 
not Judah, but into the wilderness. If God leads you in the wilderness, He will take care of you. Some of you, God will tell you, I'm this year, some of you, you may be let to go to Laura to go and work there, don't transfer. Don't say it's a demon. It's not a demon, it's God. Are we here? Sometimes it's God. Because Jesus Christ was led into the wilderness. It's very unpleasant to be there. But he was led there. He led Israel into the desert. And he when they went the water, he gave them water to drink. They were hungry, he fed them. If God leads you in an unpleasant place, he knows why he's leaving you there. He will transfer you to Baku. He knows why. He will take care of you. If he takes you to a place, he will take care of you. I said, he will take care of you. Unless you lead yourself. If you lead yourself, then you take care of yourself. How strong are you? But God leads you in the way you should go, he will take care of you. He will take you to a job which is not too pleasant. If he leads you to that job, he will take care of that job. Are you hearing me? All we need is to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost and follow his leading. And that's all. And that's all. Who knew that? Who knew that? We will be planting 50 churches. When we came here, raw, I mean, bare, I mean, nothing. But today, God led. And so, what, what are we seeing? We are seeing fruits. When God leads you, you see fruits. Are we here? He was led into the wilderness, not the city. Amen. Let's learn to follow God closely. And we shall see results. In Jesus' name, Romans 8, verse 14. Romans 8, 14 says this. Today you, you will be writing a lot, so be, be, be ready. 8, 14 says this. Everybody go. For as many as are led. By what? Who leads us? Who leads us? So let him be your friend. He will lead you. These are the sons of God. Now the sons of God in the Greek represents a matured man. Eos, a matured man. A matured man. It is sons who can inherit. It is sons who can do giant strikes. So you have to mature to be led. Are we here? If you remain a baby Christian, you can never ever know what the Holy Ghost is saying. You can't know. Because you are a baby. Babies are led by mothers until they grow to be, take care of themselves. You have to grow so you don't depend on pastors, on prophets. Holy Ghost can lead you as a Christian. Amen. Some people want to be led now, even when it comes to eating, they want to turn their pastors to pray for their food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even when you have to eat your own food to pray, pastors should pray online. Online, online, eh, for, for the food. You have to learn how to take care of some things. Become less dependent. It depends on how grown you are spiritually. How you can, I mean, release signals. I mean, receive signals from the Holy Ghost when He speaks. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Matured children, mature people. They can sense what is right from, from wrong. Amen. Look at somebody tell that mature to be led. Don't be a baby all the time. God begins leading us when we get born again. Is it get 36? There's 26. Something there. Now get ready to flow with me. Are we on course? Go. Is it get 36? The leading starts when you get born again. So we'll read 
Ezekiel 36, verse 26. Everybody go. I'll give you a new heart and a new spirit, a new spirit within you. I'll take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Now, a heart of stone means a hard heart. A solid heart is not sensitive to anything. Flesh is a living thing, and flesh has senses in it. So, flesh, every flesh can sense something. Now, God will give you a heart which has senses in the heart, in it. Are you hearing me? Amen. 27. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Now, look at this 26. And tell me, the spirit that is the capital S as well as a small, that means your human spirit. God will take it off and give you a new spirit, a new birth. This God born again, a new spirit. When he finishes, the 27, everybody go. I will put my, the capital word, S. That is the Holy Spirit. So how many spirits do you have in you? How many spirits do you have in you? Two. The first one is what? Your own human, newly recreated spirit. And then, who possesses what? God's spirit, the Holy Spirit. What purpose? To lead you. To guide you into his statutes. Are we here? So, God leads believers. When you are born again, he leads you. If unbelievers cannot be led, they are only led to receive Christ. Initially. They are led to receive Christ. They are convicted to receive Christ. Of sin. Of righteousness and of judgment. Amen. Um, look at Psalm 18, verse 28. Something there. So you have your spirit in you, and you have what? The Holy Spirit in your spirit. Psalm 18, verse 28. Are we on course? Everybody go. You will, you will light my... Give me King James. Give me King James. Give me King James. You will, you will what? Light my lamp. That's New King James. The Lord, my God, will enlighten my darkness. So you may have darkness. But God can give you light. How can I give you light? He will light your, your lamp. Now, King James, give me King James. Are you there? Everybody go, King James. King James, everybody go. Go to King James. For thou will light my candle. What does candle do? It gives you light. It, gives, it shows you the way. Do you understand that? Now, so, uh, I'll show you what candle is talking about here. What is that lamp? That God will light. What is that lamp? Look at Proverbs 20, verse 27. Proverbs 20, verse 27. Are we there? Everybody go. The spirit of man is what? Is the lamp of the law. So God's lamp is your human spirit. Do you understand me? God's lamp is what? God's candle that he uses to direct you in the dark ways of your life is your human spirit. Are you following me? If God wants to guide you in darkness, he will do so with your spirit. How will he do it? He will lighten it. It's your candle. So your spirit is very crucial for guidance. Very crucial for leading of the spirit. That's why you must be sensitive. You must pray prayerful and love God's word. God's word and, and, God's word and prayer, they help your spirit. They sharpen like, you know, if you have a, a cutlass which is not cutting well. You have to sharpen it. Amen. It makes things easy for you if it is sharpened. If you don't sharpen your cutlass and you are using to cut a tree, you sweat. Extra energy. You are cutting, so cut it to waste your time. 
it waste your energy and it wear you out some of us are being worn out in life because we are using a bland cutlass to cut our ways and things get tired you think get go, go off you get tired sometimes i'm tired of life i want to take my life i want to just die i'm tired of life because your your spirit is dark your lamp is put off you can't sense god you can't hear god again may god help us this morning so your spirit is a candle of the lord and god light lights your your candle unbelievers cannot be led no they can't but god leads the believer by his spirit because unbelievers don't have the holy spirit look at Proverbs 24 verse 20 24 20 are we there everybody go for there will be no prospect for the evil man for the evil man why the lamp of the wicked of the wicked will be put out because he's evil he's wicked the wicked here represents the unbeliever he can't be led because his spirit is not having the holy spirit he can't be led but you can be led i said you can be led because you are born again and the holy ghost is abiding in your spirit amen now i'll show you four ways god can lead us it's only three ways god can lead us the first way is called the inner witness say it say inner witness number two is a voice the, the still small voice or the conscience say it a still small voice number three we have the audible voice say it audible voice amen the fourth one is called dreams and visions which also contain all this stuff i'll share with you right now but i'll take them one by one i'll share the first three with you and next week we come to dreams and visions how god can lead us in the intervention let's start again now inner witness is a witness the holy spirit gives to your spirit about an event about a decision you want to make about an act romans 8 verse 16 look at that shortly romans 8 16 we have to be very fast because of time can we read everybody go oh you are not reading are we are we, are we on course okay romans 8 16 everybody go the spirit himself bears witness with what free spirit the first one is capital s to himself the holy ghost he bears what witness with what our human spirit that what we are the children of god are you a child of god how did you know the witness if i meet a believer i can tell he's a believer one day i was going to visit a brother somebody at a business quarters i drove my car there I, I got down and then i was the man was looking at me the policeman who was the guard in charge of that period when i got there said, ah, you are a pastor i said i'm a pastor yes the way you, you got down you were coming i saw that you're a pastor so please come 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 he gave me away i never told him i was a pastor but it was a witness a witness so the witness comes from the holy spirit it gives an impression in your spirit it's an impression that comes into your spirit you must be fast to catch it if you are very prayerful you like reading god's word and you are growing spiritually you can easily get a witness in your spirit you will know that this is the holy ghost talking to me you know it you will know it you will know it without any doubt look at first john 8 verse 10. first john 8 10. first john 8 10. first john oh, 5 verse 10 sorry 5 10. sorry 5 10. 
Okay, can we anybody go? How many of you are there? How many of you are there? If you are not there, say, Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Okay, open first John is in the book of, it's near the end of the Bible. Go there right now, anybody. First John chapter 5, verse 10. I know you want to read here, but it's good to refer. I will there, everybody go. He who believes in the Son of God has what? Has death. Look at only one witness. The witness in himself. So the witness is inside. Now, how does this witness function? It comes like a conviction. John 16, verse 8. John 16, verse 8. John 16, verse 8. Are we on course? John 16, 8. Okay. Glory to his name. Let me begin from verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Verse 8, everybody go. And when he has come, he will what? Convict the world of sin. The world represents the unbelievers. I said that Holy Ghost can lead them, first of all, to believe in Christ. He gives a conviction. Oh, you are a sinner. Oh, you need to accept Christ. Oh, you need to believe in Jesus Christ. You must go to heaven. That thing comes in the unbelievers' heart and leads them to accept the Lord. Amen. And of righteousness and death. So that he goes, leads us by conviction. Now, that thing doesn't stop at new birth. It continues. He keeps on convicting you of some things you do. He can reprove you. He can rebuke you. Amen. Now, how does it happen? It's a kind of impression or a feeling, a good feeling or a bad feeling you receive in your heart. It's a good feeling or bad feeling which comes into your heart. Sometimes, if you're going to do something, so that your heart is not at rest. There's no peace in your heart. The feeling is very bad. Please don't go. Don't go ahead. Now, if you look at the physical benefits of what you're going to do, you can gloss over the conviction. You can defy it. Because I've done some before. When I was going to do something, I knew that this one, my heart was not at rest. I was bizarre. But I was looking at the financial benefit. Right? Because I knew that if I did this, this will happen. But inside me, I knew something was a check. I had a check my spirit. Don't do it. Wait, it was a very cool check. Not, not too powerful check. But that's how God's God works. So ignore the checks in your spirit. You are ignoring God's voice. Release you by the check in your spirit. So if you are feeling bizarre, you are going to marry a man. Oh, he's a nice man. Oh, by all standards, he's a bad man. I mean, but then you see that is, you are not at rest on the inside. When you think of it, inside you, you feel bad. Please, it's a red light. Stop. Because if you do it, right now you may do it, okay? But later on, you realize I've made a mistake. And if you are here and you have made a decision like that, and you are regretting, is our bond of pursue, overtake, and recover all the past without fail. May God help you recover all the past. God can intervene if it's a marriage, can intervene and give you a sweet life again. But make sure that you don't ignore the checks in your spirit. It's God leading you. The man is nice, but God knows the man that you know the man. Than him, than you yourself. 
So listen to what God the, the checks in your spirit. The bazaar feel the, the kind of feeling, the bad feeling you're having is a sign that something something wrong will happen in the future. So please, it's a red light. Don't ever take it. Don't ever go there. Amen. It's a bad feeling, a good feeling inside you. Now look at Isaiah 55, verse 12. Sometimes the feeling will be peace. It's peaceful. It's a peaceful feeling. That means that God is leading. Isaiah 55, verse 12. Isaiah 55, 12. It says what? Oh, hallelujah. For ye shall go out with joy. Continue. And be led out with what? With peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing. See, when God is leading you, there will be peace in your heart. There will be peace. It's that your, your heart is at rest. You don't have that, that bad feeling. Ah, my dreaming chain, my heart is not... My, my, my. Years ago, we used to uh, say that if you go and tell somebody something to help you to do something, to tell you, oh, I'm... You can be sad, old lady. I'm going to ask the old lady. You are going to sleep over it. Pray over it, ponder over it, you know, meal and more over it, you know, and come back the following day and say, I don't want to do it. Sometimes don't take a rash decision. Go home and think about it. As you sleep, as you think, as you walk in town, something may drop in your heart. Amen. When God leads you, Psalm 23, verse 1 and 2, everybody go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me beside the rushing waters. No, beside what? The still waters. He restores my soul. So when God leads you, He leads you with peace. You have a good feeling inside. Don't marry because of, the, of beauty or handsomeness. He's nice. But listen to the checks in your spirit. Are you at peace in your heart? Check it out. Don't look at physical benefits. Hmm? Eh? Some men look at beauty. Ho ho. See how she's walking. The whole place is stumbling. The back is moving. The front is jet. And we look at the physical side. And then you go to the physical side and you go into your life. Hey! Trouble is brewing in your life. Please be spiritual. Listen to what God is saying in your spirit. Amen. Number two, by the still small voice. By the still small voice. First Kings 19, verse uh, 14. The still small voice is a term from First Kings. First Kings chapter 19. Verse, we read from verse, um, verse 12 coming. Okay, let's grab it from verse 11. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and a strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Serious. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Hey. Are serious. Twelve. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. Everybody go. And after the fire world, a still small voice so it was when elijah heard it so god spoke not in the fire 
not in the earthquake, not in the wind or whatever, but he spoke in the still. Now, why still? It's a voice that is very little. If you don't take that, you won't hear it. If you are not too sharp, you may not hear the voice. It's very still. Very small. Now, the devil speaks forcefully. If the devil wants you to do something, he will rush you. Go, 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 go. That is a rushing spirit from the devil. Don't go. When God is leading you, it's still. It doesn't force you. Are we here? So check your life. If you are going to decide on something, and there's a rush in your spirit, please relax. They'll put pressure on you. Time is going. Don't worry about time. Relax. If you don't come around this time, you'll lose it. Don't worry. Relax. Listen to your spirit. Listen. Listen to your spirit. Listen. Listen to your spirit. Sometimes I, I am a pastor and all my counseling session, if you come before my table, then I tune the antenna. I tune. He will tell me, ask this question. Ask the person that. Do this. Do that. If you tell lies before me, I'll catch you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But I'll know. I'll catch you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But I always work with him. I always tune. He said, it's very still, very, very small voice. Still small. Still means peaceful. Still small. Not, not loud. So if you are not too sensitive and you have an ulterior motive, a bad motive, to follow your own pursuits, you may ignore the still small voice and you'll be in trouble. That is called the conscience. That is also called the conscience. Amen. Your conscience is of your heart. Hebrews 10 22. Hebrews 10 22. Hebrews 10 verse 22. Are we there? Okay, I read. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from what? An evil conscience. I'm not learning that. Evil conscience. Conscience is of the heart. You can have an evil conscience. Now, that means that if your conscience is pricking you about something, it's evil. A bad conscience. The, the thing is pricking you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Please stop. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's just leading you. Don't force. It's very still. It's sometimes we say we have guilty conscience. You know why? Guilty conscience. It's your, that spirit of, in you is accusing you. You do this thing, go and apologize. And you are still there. It's God leading you by the conscience to go and apologize. Are we here? Now look at um, Acts 23 verse 1. Paul's life. Paul was somebody who lived all his life with this conscience. This one you have it all the time, all the time with you. And the book of Acts chapter 23 verse 1. I love Paul so much. All his life was led by this conscience. Then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. So in all your life, make sure that you listen to the conscience. There's still small voice. Please, all your life, your marriage, your business, your, your dealings with people in town. Please, don't ignore the conscience. Don't ignore. Are we here? Look at your 24, 16, 24, 16. Okay, let's read. Everybody go. This being so, I myself always, say always, Strive to have a conscience with that offense toward God and men. Always make sure that 
you do things with a good conscience. Always. If you can follow your that's those small boys, you'll make a mistake. All the times that things are one, one, order, order, order. You take the right steps at the right time. You will take the wrong step, the right step at the wrong time. You always follow what he's saying to you in your spirit. Romans 2, verse 15. How it will, the conscience too can also work your life. Romans 2, 15. Oh, it says what? Who showed the word of the Lord written in their hearts? Their conscience also bearing witness. Have you seen a witness? And between themselves, their thoughts accusing or else excusing. Your conscience will accuse you. They okay, yeah. This step you took is wrong. Revive Rewind it. Reverse. Come back. It will accuse you or excuse you. Listen to the accusations from your inside. Are you with me? If you can listen to the one here, you will make a mistake. Sometimes I'll say, oh, I mean by faith. By faith, I'll marry this woman. By faith, I'll marry this man. By faith, I'll do this business. Oh, yeah. If God is leading you from your inside, you can't go by faith against God's leading on the inside. I'm telling you, you can't. If you do that, you wreck your faith. Look at the book of um, Timothy. Look at the book of Timothy. Um, first, 21 verse 19. First Timothy 1 19. Something there. To be a blessing to you. First Timothy 1 verse 19. Are we there? Okay. From verse um, 18. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by then you may wage the good warfare. Having faith and what? Have you faith in what? So your faith must go with what? A good conscience on the inside, which some have been rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. No shipwreck. When a ship gets wrecked in the sea, everybody dies. So avoid destruction, disaster by listening to your spirit. Don't say by faith I will invest this money here. Don't do that. You won't make the wrong investment this year. Don't say by faith. I'm traveling America to America. I'm going to London. What is the Lord telling you on the inside? Some travel out without listening to what God is saying. They're going to wreck their lives. A brother travels a time ago, some years ago. Nice brother. When he was here, doing things very well. Then Letter came, I also endorsed because he was a very nice guy. Also, you know, the embassy wanted the pastor to write something for him. So, pastor, I wrote and stamped your letterhead. It's very sad to hear that the guy is a drunkard now and has neglected a wife. And now he's comparing London girls with Ghanaian girls. Right? Because he says that I close my chest. London girls, they don't close their chest. Ah, if you're in the bedroom, what should I do? Should I wear your high heels in the bedroom? Ladies, talk to me. When you're in the bedroom, do you wear high heels in your bedroom? Sleep with high heels in your bedroom? In your bedroom, the mama see clear, little, little, little things. And sometimes, your clothes must be on you. 
Africans, so we're not approaching people. And the guy is was sleeping right now. I called him, said, oh, come, him, come back. Some are not left to travel. Some travel America. If you go to America, you go in car. If God is only doing you, America is the right word for America. America. America in the games, America is not stuck. You go in car. Because you let yourself there. You can make it here in Ghana if God is leading you here in Ghana. I'm telling you. America. America simple. Easy. You will wreck your faith. You will wreck your life. You see that? Don't. Look, I love this. Having, having faith and good conscience with some having rejected concerning their, their faith have suffered shipwreck. This year, you want to suffer shipwreck? Follow the conscience. Let God lead you properly. The last way God leads us is by the audible voice. There's a lot on uh, conscience, but I'll end somewhere here. By the audible voice. Amen. That is when you hear God speak loudly. You hear a voice like someone is calling you from outside. Church! And it's not anybody, it's God. Somewhere had that experience. First Samuel chapter 3. 1 to verse 5. Read that please. You see there. Apostle Paul had the same experience. Acts 9, verse 3 to 4. The voice will come very loud. Across what? And you turn and say, Who is calling me? And nobody, right? The, the, the Lord. It's called audible voice. And that voice is loud. As if somebody is calling you from outside. And this year, I tell you, we are going to experience some wonderful leadings of the Spirit of God. Are you hearing me? You will hear God speak clearly to you. And you will not make a mistake in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, next week, I'll tackle the rest again. But I'll measure on dreams and visions. Come and listen to this topic because I'm prepared for it. I'll show you what dreams can do, what visions can do, and you, your life shall change. This year, God will give you some strange visions, strange dreams. And if you follow those dreams, you'll see great things happen to your life. You will not make the wrong step this year. You will make the right step in order to pursue, overtake, and recover all without fail. You won't fail this year. I won't fail this year. I refuse to fail this year. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Bless you. We hope God has ministered to you and you've been touched by the word which was brought to you by Reverend George Ayiku, Senior Pastor of Love Community Chapel. You can locate Love Community Chapel at Bubuashi, Ogle Road and adjacent to the AMA sub office. You can join us for any of our three services, first service 6.30am in English, second service 8am in English and third service 10am in English with tree translation. For more information, please call 0302-231017 or visit www.lovecommunitychapel.org. You can also visit Love Community Chapel on Facebook.